It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Qatar's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we will be looking at Qatar's squad for the 2022 World Cup. So going back to the uh, to the takeaways from the previous podcast, I should call this section uh, notes. Actually, um, uh, we saw that they have a stable squad, and that remains the same. Actually, incredibly stable. Uh, most play uh, together on the club teams. We will see. Um, um, most play together on the club team, so they're very familiar with each other. And uh, basically, the starters are starters, um, and the substitutes are substitutes, and things don't change much. So they're not very uh, experimentative. They have added a few players to the squad since 2019, but are very judicious about it. I wonder if they they kind of experiment with potential candidates at the club level, uh, but it doesn't seem like they do on the national team because once they're on, once they're brought into the national team, uh, most of them usually stay and are groomed into their position, either as a starter or as a backup. So we uh, will talk about a couple of players who have managed to break into the team, but they're not a team like Ghana who, uh, you know, who are trying out new players all the time. They seem very uh, careful about um, uh, bringing stuff in, which I think is a strength. So I'll just say they, you know, uh, one starter, one sub is uh, basically what they have for each position. And uh, now there is a danger in that. Uh, it seems a bit risky uh, because it, they would be in big trouble if a starter got injured. And I think that's true in some positions, like uh, the forward position. Uh, none of the backup forwards seem to have uh, uh, have a lot of uh, game time there. So if they lose Almoez Ali, uh, they'll be in a pickle, it seems. Uh, they have been trying to handle that by giving uh, the substitute some starts and some playing time as sub. And they've also used some of the players like Miguel Pedro uh, maybe out of position so that he can fill in to other positions while at the same time the backup player for him can get a bit of experience uh, uh, in that position, get a bit of field time in that position. So they do seem to be doing some smart things. But honestly, uh, the danger, uh, the, the good side of this is that it's a, a club that uh, or a team that's very familiar with playing uh, with each other. And so they have a good team cohesiveness. The danger is that if someone gets injured, there may not be someone there to replace him. Uh, so that uh, is a bit of a, a bit of an issue, a bit of a strength and a bit of an issue for um, uh, for for Qatar. Uh, okay, we'll look at club affiliations, and this is fairly simple. All of them play in Qatar, and uh, I have a little just a little graphic here that I'll read out. Uh, so 13 of them play for Al-Sad. Uh, um, these, by the way, are the players I've considered likely, uh, uh, sorry, possible, likely, or or definite. 
Uh, so there are 26 players. Half of them, 13 of them, play for Al Saad. Seven of them play for Al Duhai. Uh, three of them play for Al Garafa. And three of them play for uh, other clubs in Qatar. All 26 of them uh, playing in Qatar. And that's what I mean. They're, they're kind of experiment to loan them out to European clubs to get some European experience uh, didn't seem to work well. And uh, other, otherwise, what they're doing is playing European teams uh, quite a lot. It's stunning how many games they've played. Okay, let's take a look at the age and experience of the players. So I'm kind of developing a chart as I do these podcasts, which is creating an average. So I don't have that many teams on it, but I know kind of in my head uh, from other tournaments, um, uh, I have a rough idea of an average. The average age of Qatar is uh, 26.9 years old. And generally, uh, the average I find to be um, around 25 to 27. So, so far in my chart, it's 26.7. So, you know, this is kind of within the range, maybe slightly older um, than some of the other teams will be. And um, by the way, I'm not really sure what the significance of this is. You can make of it uh, what you will. Um, generally, uh, no, I won't get into that discussion. There, I mean, there have been teams with an average age of close to 30 that have done really well in World Cups. So, um, uh, but sometimes that means, that could also mean that they're, they've held on to veterans for too long and, and could be weak, like I think uh, Costa Rica is for this tournament. Uh, average caps, they have 51.8. Oh my God, the average is 28 uh, that I have for the uh, uh, African teams. And I'm sure this is way higher uh, than it's going to be. But that's because they've been playing games like mad. I mean, you've seen that they've, they, they were in the Copa America. They joined the, the Gold Cup. They've just played friendlies galore. And with anyone and everyone, we saw they played uh, Lazio, uh, the Italian club, they're playing uh, these um, uh, the Ghana A-team, stuff like that. They'll just play anyone. So 51.8 caps, and that's purposeful. They want them to have lots of experience playing together. So I think the teamsmanship of this team is and will be second to none. Uh, and, you know, they'll, they'll be a lot stronger than the sum of their parts. Another great stat I've got here is uh, total goals. Uh, so 182 goals uh, among all of the, the those players. I should actually put this one first. Uh, the total players, uh, total players under consideration. Um, sorry, I'm actually writing it as we speak. Total players under consideration is uh, 29. I thought it was less than that. Uh, just sorry. Uh, no, it, it's uh, 26. Yeah. So this is all of the players who are definite, likely, or uh, possible. And they have 26. Now, I find uh, this correlates well with kind of teamsmanship. Um so I see this, uh, I saw this in Uruguay in previous years, and I see it in Senegal uh, this year. And uh, um, 
uh, teams that um, uh, play a lot together generally are better than teams that are bringing in new players all the time, I feel. Uh, anyway, their total goals is 182 because they've been playing uh, for a long time. And the average is 100. Actually, most teams are well under 100. And uh, total players under consideration is uh, 26. Um, the next closest is uh, Senegal, who I consider a pretty tight team. Um, oh, they only had 24, actually. And then uh, other teams like Ghana had 38. And I, I, I think that's too many, uh, a lot of people coming and going. It'll be interesting to see how the European teams are there. But anyway, you can make of the uh, uh, make what you will of that data. Okay, uh, players to watch. Well, in the defense, I would say, uh, are we going to have three central defenders? It seems like uh, it seems like we will. And uh, one player to watch in the defense is Kuki, because if they only have two central defenders, he will play as a midfielder, usually defensive, but sometimes as an attacking midfielder. It's very interesting how many goals he has for the team, which we'll look at uh, soon. Uh, in the midfield, one of my big questions is, what's going on with uh, uh, Hassan Al-Haidos? Is he playing? Is he uh, aging out? He does kind of seem to be um, uh, getting... Uh, kind of losing momentum as a player. Uh, will they bring him if he has lost momentum as a player? A lot of questions surrounding him. In the attack, uh, you got to keep your eye on uh, Afif and Al Moez as the main goal scorers. Every team will target them. Uh, every team did in the Copa America and the Gold Cup. And they still score goals. You know, there's, uh, they're, they're very tricky, very fast. Uh, Qatar is a lightning fast team, uh, great to watch, and those guys in particular. We'll just look at a couple of uh, new players that they have. So, uh, uh, Michal Barsham uh, is a new goalkeeper. His first cap was in 2020, and he's 24 years old, and he did play as a starter in the Gold Cup. So, uh, maybe making a bid to... Uh, um, uh, for the starting keeper, but I don't really think so. Uh, but definitely the backup keeper. On the left wing, uh, Homam Ahmed has recently uh, made inroads into the team, starting 11 of their 15 games, as well as the uh, uh, all five Gold Cup games. So um, uh, making inroads there. He is 23 years old and, um, and there. Mohamed Wad as a central midfielder, uh, also a new uh, a new face. Uh, he was only a substitute in the Gold Cup, but seems to have uh, come into the team starting nine of their 15 games after the Gold Cup there uh, in the central midfield. And I'm very interested in these two possible candidates, uh, Naif Al-Hadrami, um, because they are right-wingers and, uh, you know, basically... Qatar has never used right-wingers before. He's 21 years old, and Khalid Munir is uh, 23 years old, and they uh, really just have showed up um, as substitutes or on the bench, but uh, a bit of fresh blood onto the team. In terms of injuries, we have none. 
And uh, in terms of notable absences, we often have a long list of uh, players or, you know, at least several players who are no longer with the squad. But interestingly with Qatar, there is no starter uh, from the 2019 Asian Cup that is off the squad now. And that's a testament to their, um, a testament to what they're trying to do uh, in terms of team building. They've been working on this project for a long time. They've really put together uh, a solid team a solid group of players. It's hard to get into that team. And once you're in, uh, you know, once you're in, you're you're kind of groomed into your position and and learn how to play with the other players. Uh, I think Qatar is is underrated, and I think they're going to be a stronger team at the World Cup than uh, people will give them credit for. To say nothing of the advantage of hosting. So I'm very excited about Qatar at the World Cup. Okay, well, we'll finish with a uh, just a, uh, uh, a run through the squad. And I'm just going to copy it from above here. So um, uh, sorry. Okay, predicted starters. So for those on YouTube, the ones in green are the predicted starters. And those are the only ones I'm going to read here. So uh, we have Felix Sanchez uh, as the manager. He will definitely uh, retain that position through the cup. Uh, okay, I'll read a couple of the possible starters too. Uh, Saad Al-Sheeb, I think, is uh, still the starter, but he is being challenged a bit by the young Michal Barsham. So um, uh, at least one of those two will be the starter. I, I think at this point, Saad Al-Sheeb will be the one. Uh, they usually have a three-man central defense, so that's Basham al-Rawi, sometimes called Basham Hisham, and uh, Bulam Kuki, uh, Kuki, who, when it's a two-man defense, uh, moves up to the midfield, and Tarek Salman. Those three are all definite candidates uh, to make the cup and definite starters on top of that. Um, uh, Abdel Karim Hassan is the uh, veteran left back, and I forgot to code him here, so I'm just going to race back and see uh, 11 of their 15 games. So I'll have him as the starter, but actually uh, Homam uh, Ahmed, a younger player, is making inroads there, so I wouldn't be shocked to see him starting. I would be shocked if Pedro Miguel, sometimes called Roro, didn't start on the uh, as a right back. Uh, but he does also have a bit of competition in, especially uh, Ismail Mohammed, uh, who is actually coded as a left winger, but uh, is 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 playing in the uh, right back position when when Pedro Miguel's not there. Uh, midfielders, uh, we have a definite candidate in Karim Boudaev. Uh, as a defensive midfielder, and then as a central midfielder, um, I boldly chose Mohamed Wad, the young player, as the likely starter over Asim Madibo, who has basically been the starter until now. I think both of them will reach the cup. It'll be interesting to see which of them starts. And uh, Ali Asadali, no, sorry, he is a, a bench candidate. Uh, in the left midfield, Abdulaziz Hatem, uh, we have as a definite and as a starter, definite to make the team. 
and as a starter. But we don't have any left wingers, right wingers um, uh, that that seem uh, that seem uh, like they're gonna uh, make the squad. Uh, apart from Ismail Mohammed, who is actually a left winger, but we we had him as a right back here. Um, in the attacking midfield, I have to mention Hassan Al Haydos. He's the captain. 160 caps, but he may be aging out. We're a bit concerned that he hasn't uh, been a part of recent games. Uh, but but I would be very surprised if he wasn't brought uh, brought to the cup, even just for morale reasons. And we also have... Um, um, no, uh, okay, so we'll move on to the next starter. Um, Akrim Afif, usually a left winger or a forward sometimes a central attacking midfielder, but anyway, a definite candidate, one of their best players. And another one of their best players forward, uh, Almoez Ali. And uh, I forgot to do this in the podcast and we'll leave it uh, for now, but I want to tell you uh, his percentage of goals scored is uh, 54%, 39 goals in uh, 72 games. I might have given a slightly different... um, uh, accounting of it there. But anyway, uh, I did say uh, almost 50%. Yeah, I have 39 and 82 games. And uh, uh, very impressive. In fact, they have uh, three players above 25%. So Akram Afif and uh, Mohamed Muntari, all the forwards. And watch out for Bualam Kuki, who uh, surprisingly, as a central defender, has more than 20% uh, Scores so that means he scores more than one in five games. So Almoez Ali as the starter, and um, and that's it. That's your starting lineup. So I should um, finish here. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, that's the end of this media cast. And um, keep in mind that we'll be doing an update uh, as new information comes out. Uh, that'll probably be in early to mid-November when the teams uh, publish their squad list. Uh, and also keep an eye on us at Soccer Files, uh, Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. We're doing a, a podcast on teams here and this one, a player podcast like this for all, 20, all 32 teams. And we'll also do shortened versions of both the teams and player podcast if, uh, if this was too detailed for you. And you can check show notes for links to our website and uh, for some of the previous podcasts we've done. And thank you very much for listening and uh, bye-bye. <laughs>